Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tribe Method Podcast, where we help gym owners, coaches, and trainers run better businesses and inspire healthier humans. My name is Evan Bardis. I'm your host and the head of marketing here at Tribe, a powerful gym management platform designed to help you build your fitness community. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. So we have Mandy Ellis, who runs our account management program here at Tribe. She is going to be the host of this episode. She is going to be joined by three you know, super interesting gym owners who have all recently opened in the past two weeks and are going to give us some insights into what they're seeing, what their membership response has been, as well as you know what is kind of their go forward plan and what they see working for them. So we're we're hoping there's a lot of key takeaways here for you. We thought it was super valuable, and we think you will too. So without further ado, here she is. Enjoy. You know, we are, what, 11 weeks into what quarantine-ish, depending on what's, when it started in your individual states. For us, um, being that it was mid-March, uh, it's been kind of a crazy ride. So I'm Mandy. Um, customer success manager at Tribe and also gym owner, which has been a really cool opportunity to help work with gyms, not just on the Tribe side, but also with understanding what you're going through, because I'm going through it myself. I took a week off when all of this started because I was about to lose my brain trying to manage understanding what the best next step is um, and also help everyone else. So I had to take a step away. Um, so I'm thankful to now be back into the position to be able to work with and talk to gym owners every day because that's what I love. Um, I've been with Tribe since 2012. I own Shackle Bottom CrossFit in um, Richmond, Virginia. We bought it July 1st of 2017, so coming up on three years. Um, with us, we have Genevieve and Tim. They're the owners of CrossFit Austin down in Austin, Texas. Um, purchased the gym in November of 17. And Jared Dotson in the CrossFit Chelsea shirt, obviously, um, who is the owner of CrossFit Chelsea. February of 2014 is when he purchased that. Um, and then we have Justin Henderson down in the lower right screen. Um, blue shirt with CrossFit Jacksonville Beach in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, again, I've worked with all three of these gyms as a tribe account manager. Um, answering questions and, and everything, but then also just getting to understand their business, their business flows, um, frustrating times, good times. It's been a pleasure. So again, thanks guys for, for joining us. Um, I mentioned right before, I think Justin came on or maybe right as he was, we are all still gym owners with our city in our name or our area in our name, which is interesting because that's not, not allowed to be, which I just found out not allowed to be a thing anymore. Um, so Cool. I am going to give you each um, just a second. I want you to kind of just introduce yourself um, and tell us the current status. of um, Just if you're open, which I think you all three are open. Um, I personally am still closed until tomorrow and we transition to outdoor workouts. So our state has regulated that we can have outdoor um, workouts. They have to be 10 people or less, 10 feet apart. Um, and tomorrow also a mask require mandate goes into effect. Um, so any inside of any facility, public facility, you have to wear a mask unless you're exercising. So that kind of threw a little bit of a, a curveball to all of our, our members, not really us, right. Um, but to our members. So, um, 
Genevieve and Tim, tell us kind of what, where you guys are at. Are you open? How are your, what's your class schedule looking like, et cetera? You want to take that part? Sure. Yeah. Um, so we shut down on March 17th and we immediately flipped things to virtual. So we have um, continued that as well. We were able to open on Monday, May 18th and uh, currently working with kind of a dual schedule because we put out a survey probably two, two to three weeks before three we were weeks able now. to open uh, just to kind of gauge and see how people were feeling about coming back. Um, and a good chunk, a little over 80% were ready to come back. Whether that meant like, yes, let's go, let's do this, or yes, I'm ready to come back with precautions in place. The majority of our people were ready to come back, but we didn't want to exclude those who were not quite ready for that, or maybe they have a spouse at home that's immunocompromised, you know, so we wanted to be able to continue to offer value to those people as well. So here we are two months later, uh, we are in our second week of being back open and we're running definitely a, a smaller schedule than what we had before we shut down. Um, what are we doing? Four classes a day? Four or five CrossFit classes. Yeah. And then we have uh, one virtual class a day and we basically just talk to those individuals who are getting on Zoom and doing those classes with us and kind of figured out what schedule worked best for them. Awesome. Uh, and then we are also having our weightlifting sessions as well, but it's all capped. Um, we've got space in between each session for extra cleaning and less crossover between people coming in and going out. And we are, are heavily kind of personal training um, ended on the front end and a continuation of that. So um, we've got spots that are limited in our open gym or our uh, self-guided sessions in between classes. We're open 14 hours a day, uh, but we've stayed on the, the, the lighter side of what's allowed for us so that our, our five coaches that take on the, uh, we call it the fundamentals um, and continuing personal training uh, so we have that wiggle room for extra coaches on the floor and extra uh, PT sessions occurring during uh, during a class. So awesome! And overall, your members are just probably happy to be back in the gym. Excited to be back. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Do you feel like it's hard for them? And this would be a question for all of you, but it's been hard to not like high five, or are you high fiving, or you know, like um, we actually took some steps before we ever shut down uh so <laughs> tim and i we uh were supposed to go on a trip to kansas city that got canceled and so we decided to scoot off and go camping um since we had the gym covered anyway and so we were out in the middle of nowhere no service no news alerts no text messages coming through we knew that things had st you know we knew about COVID 19 but uh mandates had not been issued there wasn't mass panic and so there's still toilet paper in the stores <laughs> when we left. So we came out of Big Bend and started getting all of these alerts and everything. And so we were like, oh my gosh, the apocalypse is happening. We got to go home. So we cut our trip short. We came home. And that weekend, which was what, the 14th? 14th. Um, we immediately put some things into place. So we established the social distancing within the facility, we limited contact, like no touching. Uh, right away. We have always had RSVP for our classes, so we went ahead and limited that as well. Um, so honestly, it's not been a lot different than what it was right before we shut down, but 
to the short answer to your question is yes, it's so hard not to hug our yes. people, um, but they're all understanding and everybody, like no questions asked, they're just doing what they know is right. And not just based on their own ideas and beliefs on this whole thing, but what they know is gonna make their peers feel comfortable as well, so. Sounds awesome. What about you, Justin? Um, tell me a little bit more about your, you are open, you're running classes, you're in, in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I remember that news article that also was a picture in Jacksonville and in LA of beaches <laughs> that were open. We had a little bit of a conversation about that one time um, before, but tell me about your reopening and kind of how you're running things. Yeah, for sure. So we were kind of in the same boat. You know, I think most of the country was right around that March 17th. Everything just started, dominoes started falling, you know, NBA, then California, then it just all came across. Um, we were kind of the same thing. I think we were maybe that Saturday, somewhere right around there. Um, we opened back up Monday before last. So we've been open just about full two weeks now. Um, we are, when we opened up, the only, Florida's crazy. Um, we have the they started opening the beaches, everything went nuts. You go out to the beach, it was like the 4th of July every day. Um, there, for some reason, they thought if we limited the beach hours and had people just in the morning and just in the evening, it would be better. But instead, you just had everybody cram in at three hours in the morning and everybody cram in at three hours in the afternoon. And it was, it was crazy. Um, so with that, and then when they started, re they actually reopened the beaches completely, basically a week or two ahead of gyms. Mm -hmm. So, and we live at the beach or gyms at the beach. Basically, it felt like, if you were to drive around, walk around here, nothing, nothing had changed. It was, everything was wide open. You know, the restaurants can open outside only. So, you know, you had 200 people sitting outside restaurants. Everything was slammed. Everything was packed. Every, you're like, what, what are we even talking about? Right. So as far as that related to our, like our members, most of our members didn't care either. They're like, Hey, let's go work out. Everything's good. Um, we opened back up. I think the only mandates for gym was 50% capacity and members were supposed to clean the equipment after they used it. That was literally the, like, the only two light items that we had. And it was like, well, that's crazy. We're going to do a whole lot more than that. Um, we've limited our classes to 10 people per class. You know, it's mandatory RSVP. We got boxes on the floor. They got to stay in their box. We actually, when they sign up for class, we actually go ahead and put them in a box that are all numbered. You know, we put, you know, Mandy in box two and make sure her equipment's in that box ready to go. So she doesn't, she doesn't have to wonder. There's not pinch points at the dumbbell rack or, you know, she's not having to use the check-in computer. We limit, you know, taking away everything they can touch basically except out of their box. And then we make sure for all our classes, we in class a few minutes early, um, get in there and decon everything. Mm -hmm. um, we got like, you know, hospital grade virucidal stuff. We spray on everything and all our coaches and our cleaning people knock that out. Our members, basically all they're responsible for is drying it off. Um, even if, so if that doesn't even happen, at least it's still sitting on there cleaning until the next people come. Um, and then we dry it off for them anyway. The, we're running seven classes a day, I think. So we basically went back to a full schedule as soon as we could. We typically have a couple different programs. We have a master's program. That's our 55 and up class. We've had since, since with schedule and class sizes, we've had to kind of open everything up to everybody. Um, and I would say since we've opened, we've been in about 90% capacity as far as classes being full. So everything's been on a wait list. Most classes, it's been, it's been really good. Most members, you know, we've had a few sprinkled here and there that are kind of still hanging out and seeing what's happened, but that's mainly because they've either recently just had a child. They have, you know, they're elderly and they're high risk. They work at a hospital and they were exposed. They had to sit on an extra two weeks, just random, 
one-off things, but for the most part, everybody's been super happy. And we, as gym owners and coaches and stuff at the gym, we've had to really kind of actually implement measures to keep them safe from themselves because they want to high five. They want to hug. They want to, you know, stand right next to you and talk. They want to like hang out and it's like, guys, we got to like, I know we're, we seem fine, but let's at least do our part. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, so our experience so far, that's good. I mean, kind of like they did down in Texas, we did, you know, we shifted from, you know, I don't know if we're talking about this now, but we shifted from everything brick and mortar to everything online, basically overnight and ran with that. And that was a whole nother business. And then, you know, then we switched back to going back to classes and there's some hybrid in the middle there and, you know, still going with that. So, you know, like everybody else, we're figuring that out. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, so with it, with you being so close to the beach, do you feel um, like that was more of a pressure point too? just in the fact of beaches are open, right? Beaches were open and open two weeks earlier. Do you feel it was hard seeing that? I found it's been hard because my city was shut down, but my state was open for the last two weeks. So it was really hard for me to know and see that all of my friends were open and mine wasn't. Yeah, so it was was hard. So closing originally was pretty easy because it was like, hey, we're gonna do this, let's shut it down. It's a month, we can, it's okay, whatever, whatever the time is, but you know, everybody's on board, let's do this. But as soon as it started being, everyone's not on board and everyone's already doing everything else. And it's like, well, now you're just telling me, keeping me from running my business when everything else is, is going, you know? So it's now, now it's annoying and now it's a problem. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And then Jared, for you guys down in Alabama, I'm sure it's maybe a similar situation, but share with us kind of your, your, process and reopening and how you're running classes now and and it's funny that i come after florida because that's kind of been the alabama mo um alabama's always after florida uh, alabama's always after everybody (laughs) (laughs) it looks like a market too but that's a whole nother story um but no uh we've started our implementing some of our changes uh mid-march much like everybody else we have um a couple of programs that we have a master's program we call it our life and longevity program that we moved to Zoom pretty quick to keep them out of the gym, um, just to keep them at arm's length and because they're a more susceptible um, program. And they are not back in the gym yet. Um, as of this week, we gave them the opportunity to come back into the gym if they chose, um, but we are still having our Zoom calls, but I'll get, to that, get back to that in a minute. But uh, we shut down March 29th. Uh, we were slowly kind of trickling down, limiting class sizes. Um, I actually have a history or a background in mold remediation. So contamination and containment is kind of something I know a good bit about and actually had some hospital grade disinfectant left over from my last uh, job. So I had that on hand and we were cleaning stuff down. And as I jokingly told all of our members, I was like, well, I'm basically trying to get and now can be a jerk about trying to do the things I've been trying to do for the last three years in terms of sign up for classes. Don't just show up, sign up for classes because I'm going to cap them and I'm going to send you away if you're over the cap and clean your gear. Um, so now I get to be a jerk about that and they don't get to be mad at me about it. So uh, we started that pretty early on uh, March 29th when they did shut us down. We immediately went to an online Zoom program um, and really worked hard to touch point with them, with our members throughout that time frame, We didn't have good traction on Zoom. My life and longevity class really enjoyed it. No one else wanted to uh, come back in. Um, 
when Florida opened up the beaches and opened up retail, uh, Alabama decided to do the exact same thing because we couldn't let all that revenue go to Florida since we're on the coast as well. So the governor decided to open up um, retail and the beaches basically is what she decided to do, which didn't make a whole lot of sense to the majority of us. And fortunately, as I was telling you earlier, Mandy, our mayor has a small business background and he started kind of leaning on uh, the governor asking, why is this open, but we can't open up restaurants? I, you know, <clears throat> I can't sit six feet away from my friends at a restaurant, but I can go to the beach. So, um, and our membership base, uh, I know Jen was talking about, they did a survey. I didn't have to do a survey because they were telling me um, quite readily that they were ready to come back in. So um, as soon as we got the green light, uh, matter of fact, I think they opened, gave us the ability to open on Friday. And I had three people show up as we were trying to get ready to open on Monday ready to work out and I'm like not yet Monday redream it um so uh we've been on like gangbusters since then uh we have limited our class size to 50 percent um like I said I get to be a hard nose about making sure everybody can clean clean the gear after that we've opened up we have not typically had open gym time during the week um my business partner and uh one of my lead coaches is a firefighter so keeping up with his schedule is rather challenging. And so when he's off, when he's on shift, the gym's not open all day um, as I come and go. So, uh, but we've opened up more open gym time during the day uh, to allow those that don't want to be around others to come in and work out during that time frame. That's been beneficial as well. So um, it sounds like we're all kind of in the same boat. Mm -hmm. I probably have 10 members who are staying out of the gym currently uh, one of them just had a baby uh, in his house. Uh, one is a physician in another town nearby. So, you know, same kind of one-off stuff, first responders. They don't, lots of folks that are primary caretakers for older folks, that kind of stuff. So, um, but even my life and longevity, I seem to get back in, put a barbell back on their shoulders and that kind of thing. Right. Awesome. Now, I know Genevieve and Tim, you guys said you ran Zoom classes, and Jared, you were just talking about that. Justin, I don't remember. Did you run any online classes? Oh, yeah. 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 Awesome. How we were running, while we were closed, we were running two Zoom classes a day. Um, we were also putting out like a daily at-home workout that we were filming and doing video briefs for. Um, since we've opened back up, we've gone down to one Zoom class a day. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably going to phase out here pretty quickly just because, you know, people are like, they'd rather go to the gym. Um, but we had, you know, while we were closed the whole time, it was, you know, we had 10 to 20 per per class, just about every class every day. So that was, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. We ran, we ran Zoom classes. It was something that I still, I went on Zoom classes or Zoom calls all day, every day for the most part while I work at Tribe, right? So then getting off and hopping on a 515 and coaching that Zoom class. And I also never foresaw myself coaching a Zoom class. <laughs> CrossFit. The, the one nice thing we did find about Zoom classes that you can't actually do in a normal class mm -hmm. is you can mute everybody. <laughs> yes. yes, you can. Hey, are we doing burpees at mute? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I love too the, I was able to see a transition in when we first started doing Zoom classes towards the end, people would get logged in early. I needed to be logged in early for the people who are gonna log in early. 
people who were having trouble, I needed to be readily available to help them get logged in. By the end, it was like, I mean, by now, right? It's clockwork. I'm still running two yeah. classes a day. Um, we were able to partner with a gym that's about 18 minutes or so away from us that we're really good friends with. And we shared the Zoom schedule. So we offered our coaches, coach two classes a day, a 7.30 a.m. and a 5.15 p.m. And then their coaches coached an 11 and uh, 7 p.m., 11 a.m., 7 p.m. So it gave our members, we all ran it on one page, one Zoom account, but it gave members more opportunity, which I found was really good. It was helpful. Um, we'll too, probably keep it around for a little while, not forever. Um, I think my, I have a couple people who actually joined our gym just for the Zoom workouts and they don't even live anywhere near us. They're 30 minutes away and, and they're like, I will never come to your gym, but you know, so for a lower price, they're just attending the 515 Zoom class. And that's been really yeah. cool. You know, it wasn't anything that I even really facilitated. Um, it was something that a member invited them. One of our challenge, um, like, opportunities was invite a member to do a Zoom class. Like a Zoom yeah. for free. Yeah. So you had that too, Jen and Tim? We had, uh, we have one girl up in Buffalo, New York, and then another in Dallas area. I think she's just outside of Dallas, but the one in Buffalo, she was a member here. And then when all of this started, she went back home to Buffalo. She was in Austin. Um, and then the other one had been a, mem a member in years past and moved to Dallas for work. And so we got both of them on online stuff. That's awesome. So have, when you phase out Zoom, or you already have, right? We still have one a day. One mm -hmm. a day. So when you phase that out, are you guys planning to do some sort of like, can I offer online programming for you? Was it the ability to the accountability of showing up that was a big deal for them? Or what do you feel like, what's going to be your transition of offering of service for them at that point? So we're kind of tentative on that, depending on how, how long some of these folks um, plan on or choose to stay home. Um, some of our folks have, as she mentioned, um, highly immunocompromised spouses, or as he said, uh, just had children. Um, so We'll kind of assess that yeah. month by month. We're not doing any recurring memberships like we do here in the facility. It's just a month by month so that um, as our capacity fluctuates um, and we open up more here, um, we want to make sure that that kind of aligns with, um, you know, what we're actually putting out for those folks. Um, if we're overextending ourselves and, and wearing our coaches out thin and, and ourselves thin, it's, and then there's a kind of a diminishing return on that. Uh, we'll have to have that conversation with them at that point. Uh, but in the meantime, um, or the foreseeable future, we plan on continuing at least one a day. Yeah, that's kind of where I feel like we stand right now is I have people attending it still and people who still will attend it for quite a while. And so until I don't see a need or I have found another option for them, right? At some point, I think a, a 515 Zoom class is going to get old um, for these people yeah. who are doing it. When especially COVID is not as prominent in our minds, um, but yeah, I, I'm with you there. Jared, you, are you planning on running that, or do you already have a plan of how you're going to phase those people off of the Zoom call? No, I've, I've got two members, uh, one in Nashville and one in North Alabama, and they're both telling me if they get phased out, I'm in trouble, because, well, one's my family member and one's my coach's family member, so, um, so no, I, we've got a... We have a Zoom camera, it's actually the one I'm using 
uh, set up in the gym. So we've been able to simultly simulcast a class as well as a Zoom session. Um, and so phase one, my coach that coaches that class has an immune compromised husband. So she's staying out for a while. She's actually been zooming into our classes as well. So um, as the members come back to the gym, she will be zooming in to coach from the gym. One of us will probably be here as well. And then she'll have those two members and anybody else that they pick up will be remote as well. Um, so at this point, we're planning on continuing that for as long as we can. Um, and it's, it's, the, it's, it's the elderly group. And so they've been wanting it. They've heard me and my coach talk about it. And so they're fired up about it. So and they're seeing results. So that's all that really matters, right? That's right. That's right. Um, all right. And so we talked about now, majority of you are small. Well, now you may have been big group classes previously, right? Um, but now mostly small group classes. Um, Tim and Jen, you do a lot of personal training or work personal training facility. Um, how are you guys currently handling personal training? Um, do you feel like it's ramped up? Because there are some members who are not ready to join back to group class, like go back to group classes. Um, or have you pushed that as an option? So I'd love to hear kind of your take. I've, that's something Ryan and I have communicated over. We have some members who have gone to personal programming specifically from our membership base. Um, and it was all personal programming based around the equipment they had at home, right? We might program a workout and even though they could figure out how to substitute um, the bike into and do a you know row or run or something, we are, you know, we had several members that had a set amount of equipment and set specific things and wanted to be able to have programming for them and their goals around that. So does anyone care to share if that's ramped up in your facility or just kind of still stay in the same where it's at? Sure. Um, for us, we, we have a, a hybrid model where- We've talked um, about that, Mandy. <laughs> what is, what is uh, included in their membership? Yep, do I? I was like, everyone gets like two personal training sessions with their membership, right? Or something? Well, it's, it's tiered now. Two up to 48 a year, depending on where, how much time and, and uh, money they want to throw at it, right? And in terms of how far down the rabbit hole they want to go with uh, nutrition and lifestyle things and, and all the other good stuff that goes into the health and wellness. Right. Uh, but for us, I think it's kind of stayed pretty, pretty level uh, because the folks that are in the gym, um, have those access or have access to those uh, sessions uh, for Texas we just opened up massage therapy and one of our coaches is a licensed massage therapist so we allow them to use those sessions with her as well um, and uh, the folks that are at home we're starting to see okay I'm gonna I'm gonna be home for a little bit longer and let's uh, there's less options class options uh, and so the ones that have been able to spread out or follow along. We've done the recording, so they followed along class um, at some point on their own. Um, they're starting to schedule the virtual PTs now. And like we've talked about before, before they even go into that hybrid membership, they're required to go through consultation and personal training before they're even allowed into the group sessions. And we've found that um, the people that have contacted us about joining since we've reopened actually really like that idea better. Sure. Anyway, it's a good selling, you know, selling point of, of it's small to begin with. It's just you and a coach, right? So it's and right now our group sessions are capped at seven people 
Anyway, everybody's got a 12 by 12 spot with six feet in between each 12 by 12 spot. So it's not, nothing that we're doing is huge, but yeah. Yeah. And what we did that just because, um, Jared, I think we were the opposite. Y'all, your, your mayor, uh, was in your corner. Austin's mayor was, uh, trying to add more mandates than the governor, uh, just because the law allowed him to, as he stated. <laughs> so, uh, uh, that was frustrating. Um, but we're, uh, and we have a lot of people that follow the, the mayor more than the governor too. So we, we're having to, to juggle lots of opinions like everybody else, but that's uh, how we're sitting. I'm with you guys in Austin. My, my mayor is trying to add mandates to our governor and um, has turned it unfortunately different than it's taken it away from COVID. I had a little bit of a conversation with Jared about this, taking it away from COVID and put it more towards his own, you know, like ideas of how he can improve the city with this shutdown. You know, he's like, the second that we reopen the city, evictions start. And I'm like, but evictions were an issue with your city before COVID. Like, COVID doesn't have anything to do with it. So that's been, that's been a hard part because we have to be sensitive and you never want to put politics and things like that on, um, I don't want to say you never, but, you know, we're hesitant, especially in cities, because you have so many diverse people. And you have, we're an open gym, we're a a diverse community and I don't care who you voted for and I don't care who you love. I want you to have a home and feel comfortable in my space as long as we're all, you know, practicing positive things. Right. And so I found that to be something as a gym owner myself, making sure my communication um, isn't always portraying my, some of my frustrations being in the city where we were closed down and everything else was open. Now, what is everybody sitting at percentage-wise? What does your mandate allow? In the gym? Like capacity, percentage, yeah. Nine members, uh, or nine members plus a coach, so 10 people per class. So, like, we are le mandated allowed 25% capacity for our space. Mm -hmm. is, I thought somebody was at 50%. Yeah, we're, we're at 50%, but that's 50%, I guess. There's no, they haven't gone into detail about literally the, whole thing was two line items, 50% of capacity, members need to clean equipment after themselves. And then yeah. the governor was like, you know, if you use the dip bar, wipe off the dip bar. Nobody likes to get on the dip bar after you. Like, I was like, what did he just say? Yeah. But, and he actually said CrossFit gyms by name in his address about it. He's like, starts talking about CrossFit gyms. He's like, they're actually pretty clean. They can do all sorts of stuff. They're great. Go, go for it. Nice. You know, so he didn't. Fortunately, like, I guess that's our fire code. So for us, that's like a hundred people, you know, yeah in our building. So we're so far below that number. It's not even right. same. Yeah. So we're, our, our governor mandated a six foot distance. So it's more, it's not necessarily capacity. It's more right. keeping social distance, which I thought was brilliant because CrossFit Alabaster down the road has got a huge facility. And so they probably could put 20 people in and maintain six feet. Uh, we figure we can hold about 24 realistically. Plus we have a great outdoor space. So um, two big bay doors. So we're, I know, I told you she liked your music. <laughs> I can hear it. So we're, we're, we're capped at 12 a class for right now. I'm searching so, now, guys, to know if I can find a percent. I haven't seen a percent. So I'm like, yeah. and, and, music. And, honest, and honestly, for us on the, on the capacity right now, it's also to a degree from a business side, it's driving demand on the class size, you know, RCP and, you know, to be able to look down and see if there's a wait list at every class, right? creates demand, creates people having to make a priority to put it on their schedule, to put it in the app and do it. So 
part of me is like, you know, we could open up more, but I'm like, man, maybe next week we go to 11. Uh, maybe next week we go to 12. <laughs> I, I'm loving this whole cap, cap in the classes and having people drive in because they're actually using the app um, for a change. We've, we've always had cast cla class caps and signing in, but you know, when it's not like stick your foot in the ground and tell people to go home, it's, it's hard to, you know, we've, now we have like, you know, to a degree, we have the benefit of being able to like, it's not me guys, it's, it's this disease that's making you go home, not me. Right. So yeah. that's, the that's the bad guy. Right. There have been silver linings for sure in all of this is, you know, the things that I have been preaching to my members, like my 515 PM class days, it would, I had it capped, but they would bust those limits. And I'm like, listen, guys, this was pre COVID. If you show up and you're over this cap, you're going to be doing seven minutes of burpees out in the parking lot. Like, I just can't any further. And so now I get to actually approach it and say. My people would be like, oh, I can work out in the parking lot? Sweet. Okay. <laughs> I'd be that way if I was at the beach too. I'd be like, Justin, don't put me in that gym. I want to be outside. Yeah. So. <laughs> cool. Mandy knows this. We came from a, a previous app platform that was not, no longer around. So our folks weren't using the app because it was so bad. And then trying to get them to use Tribe was just a nightmare. So now it's like, like I had a guy come in, I'm like, Jordan, I have to get you to register for classes. Like, oh, how do I do that? Let me show you for the sixth time. So, and then yeah, yesterday. So, hey, he's learning. He's learning. That's right. That's so funny. Um, any specific, like, I guess here's my, a good question that I think we're going to get some some thoughts around or some people following up with questions about, but where are you guys one ordering your cleaning products from, but two, um, what specific things new did you order to have placed in your gym? Like Ryan and I got mountable towel holders, whereas before prior to COVID, we just had, you know, Lysol buckets that sat to pull all the wipes. So now they're mounted, they can be changed. Um, so what are some of those things that, that you guys have ordered and where are you getting them from? Yeah. So, so we, um, for spraying everything down, we, there's this, it's a virus side, um, thing, got it from Home Depot was actually just happened to walk in. We have some fire department and hospital guys that are, you know, there's like, this is what we use to clean up crime scenes with and blood everywhere. And it kills everything. It kills every COVID there is and all this stuff. So basically we just bought a couple of two gallon pump sprayers and filled it full of that. And so we can walk around in between each class and just spray, spray everything down whether it gets dried off or not, it's still, it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, that we get the boxes of um, shop rags, like they just pull out one after another. We need to set those, so they can use those to dry off. And we have spray bottles also, if we need to, you know, hit pull-up bars and stuff like that. Um, we used to do a towel service where, you know, you could grab a towel on the way in. We've kind of suspended that for the time being. Um, eventually we'll get some mount on the wall, some sort of wipes, you know, long-term solution stuff. This is just, Right now, it's how how impossibly clean can we keep it right. at every moment of the day? Absolutely, absolutely. We use a compound called Decon 30. Mm -hmm. it's, I get it from one of my contacts that I had when I was doing mold work. It's what we would clean mold up and kill mold with, and it kills everything. I mean, it's hospital grade, 99.9999% kills everything so um, it's not cheap but it's worth it i mean it's basically a membership for four gallons so you know I, it's worth it in my mind we 
have the benefit of having a paper product distributor in the gym. So he gave us some of these paper towels that feel like towels that we have a dispenser that we're able to, to get through him to, and it's hung on the wall. So we just use spray bottles. The best part about the Decon 30 is like just was saying, you spray it down. You really don't even have to wipe it down. They're wiping it down just for their benefit. But a lot of times with the rowers, I'm like, just spray the rowers, put them up. You'll be driving the next time somebody uses it. So. I started to worry a little bit about like breakdown of the rubber grips of the rowers and the breakdown of the rubber grips of the bikes with these high like chemical products but I guess we're gonna we're gonna figure it out it will be what it is so what are you guys doing Jen? So there's a company here in Texas called Disinfects that we've used for probably 10 years um, and they come every 30 days they treat the entire facility all of our equipment it's an antimicrobial coating that goes on and then they come every other 30 days and do testing and make sure that all of our numbers are good. And so that's something that's been established for a long time. Uh, before we shut down, we had actually ordered, they have like spray bottles of their solution. Um, so we had ordered a bunch of that prior to, which we're lucky because then it was hard to find anything. Um, and then we've also, since coming back ordered there's a uh, gym owner up in grapevine who his other company is actually a cbd company and they kind of flip their production to be able to to make hospital grade medical grade um they've got like a cleansing wash for equipment and surfaces um and that's what he's been using in his gym they have hand sanitizer they have like a medical grade hand wash um so we we connected with him and he kind of hooked us up with some stuff there um we've always had just like the touchless paper towel dispensers in the bathrooms and that kind of stuff there's hand sanitizer everywhere so i'll say the other one that that our people are appreciating because we just had never had it before uh was the floor scrubber so we after yeah. every uh session so far that's what we've been doing uh kind of spot cleaning if we've had burpees or push-ups and there's sweat sweaty bodies yeah. down here well y'all too down in south uh we just make we're hitting those spots we had a cleaning crew prior to this who for a couple of months we were kind of thinking about scrapping them anyway because things were not quite to our liking <laughs> and uh so with all of this we, we switched and got that four scrubber and now we and the coaches are taking care of it that's awesome i mean we so like we have our boxes for the people and we we mop and they're the boxes in between every class um i basically before this before we went back i hired a kid just basically all he does is clean and our, you know, we have back to back back classes. He's there. All literally, all he does is walk around and clean stuff. Oh, yeah. and scrapped the chalk buckets. Okay. They're yeah. not coming back. Scrap yeah. chalk. Yep. Nope. Ryan, because yep. Ryan hates chalk. Ryan hates chalk on the floor. And yeah. so the fact that chalk, you know, is not like the chalk bus bucket will be non existent when we get back actually in the gym. Um, he loves it. I'm the one who's like, give me all the chalk. I'm like, Hi, I'm going to bring my own chalk, okay? We did, allow, we did allow people to bring their own if they wanted to. And they are a lot more careful with it when it's theirs and they're paying for it and they have to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that works. That's probably what we'll do too is... That's a good idea. I like that idea. On your own. What we're going to do is put together little... Um, 
Cobalt jar. Canisters, little plastic canisters with lids. It's going to have one of those refillable chalk socks, and we'll sell refill chalk to them. But it's if they want chalk, it's on them. Slap our sticker on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. Um, a couple more questions that I had that I could foresee some gyms really finding value in. And then there's a couple of points I wanted to kind of touch back on that y'all had said that I found interesting. Um, but what about your kid policy? Do you have one? Are you allowing kids in? Um, I see this a lot on the affiliate owners page. We won't, I mean, I have a son, um, he's eight, but, um, other than that, you know, it's, we don't, we won't allow kids in. Um, our member base doesn't have a ton of kids anyways, just because we're in the city, younger people. Um, but I'd love to hear kind of where you guys are at with that. I'll jump in on this one because it's huge in my, we are a small, young family community. Like we've built our business around young families. If I said no kids, I'd have nobody in the gym. Now, the flip side of that is, is most of these people have made friends here in the gym and their kids are friends and they haven't been socially distancing during this time anyway. So there's a little asterisk there. Um, it's up to the parents as to whether or not they want to bring their children in. Um, our PE class that we rolled out in the middle of all of this, as well as our youth athlete program is not back in the gym yet. Um, but we left it in the parents' decision as to whether or not they want to bring their kids in. We've got a designated kids room and it gets cleaned constantly that same decontamination in there but that's a big part of, of the gym is, is the kids coming with the parents so I, I didn't have much of a choice on that it was either all or nothing for us yeah I, I mean I'm kind of in that boat again because I don't have a ton of kids in my gym um so I'm like I would I feel like I'm gonna say no kids but if Ryan's at the gym I'm at the gym then I have to find a babysitter so yeah. we'll you know, be so for, for us, it's, it's kind of, we have, depending on the hour and the, you know, the time of day, we can have anywhere from two kids at the gym to, you know, all of a sudden it's like three different people bring kids. There's eight kids like sitting in the front of the gym and it's like, guys, we can't have a 10 person cap and eight kids sitting in the front. Right. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't mesh. Right. So we had to go, we had to go full, no kids. Um, you can, they can still come online. They can still do different things. You know, there's a little bit of pushback, but you know, the reality, like for, you know, Business-wise, the reality, right, to sit down and look at, you know, are we who are we making the no kids policy? Who's going to hurt? And it's really like, it's like four people yeah. is that, that consistently bring their kids every day. It's not like every single person brings their kids. So we had to, you know, we had to kind of play the numbers on that and do what was best for everybody at the gym. I mean, we have a 11 month old and it's like, so normally she comes to the gym and, you know, she can hang out in the office with me or we can switch or whatever. But now it's like, that's a problem for us, but we got to figure it out. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of how it feels. It's like, I'm going to say no kids, but I definitely can't be the opposite of that and bring my child. So definitely trying to work through those. What about you guys? We have a, a youth strength and conditioning program. Um, and day one, those parents were ready to get the kids out of the house and into that program <laughs> when we open back up. So uh, they are right now abiding by our, our seven cap. So yeah. it's been full every time. Uh, or I guess we've had four sessions so far. Uh, with that but. basically if it's not a child then like people can't bring their kids and have them sit on the floor sure. you know so any, anybody that is in the facility is either the coach on staff or has an RSVP right. for an, a session yeah. Mandy can we get a function on the app that allows parents to say I'm bringing two kids with me to sit around 
and like okay. they have like a four a four kid cap limit and they can just like that way we know they can only bring a kid like they don't have to be signed in but like hey Susie's coming plus two yes I know I would love kids. we've worked we've had workarounds and I don't like to suggest workarounds but to where there's like a kid's class attached to the actual right. class and the parent can RSVP to both if they're bringing their kids still not a great that's not a great workaround so we do have the feature request. once we get that droid feature uh, or droid app out there to you guys then We'll, we'll be able to like crank out some some definite updates. There's been yeah, because I'm sure Alabama, I'm sure Alabama would love to get the Android app because that's probably why they can't use it. I don't think they have Apple down there. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, it was someone had I was asked to test the Android app. I don't have an Android device, and I'm like. Ugh. I don't even know where to begin. I don't know how to use an Android, you know, so it's definitely funny, but I mean, a, a good group of people need that Android app. So it's in testing. It's about to go into, this will be our first round of public QA testing. Um, so several gym owners will be QA testing it for us before it launches to everyone else, which the community has been asking for. Um, and then I assume that all three of you guys are aware, but of the big um, acquisition that happened a few months back, um, that acquisition has has really kind of transpired and and grown. So if you use True Coach, um, or if you've ever heard of Brandbot, or if you've heard of uh, Zingfit or Mariana Tech, we're all now one big company. Um, and so we work. Tribe is working closer to the True Coach uh, with the True Coach team mostly. So a lot of people, if you see someone responding to your True Coach support ticket is also responding to your tribe support ticket. It's because we're starting to completely mesh and merge. So we have one big Slack channel now or Slack account now and stuff. So it's, it's awesome because product and development, this is where my excitement comes in is as a customer success manager, you know, the support issues that I help you guys with day in and day out and finding bugs and stuff and getting those taken care of is a big part. But my, my why and my love is, understanding what you guys need to run your business successfully and being able to give that back to product. And now I'm excited that there is a really awesome streamlined process with the new product team, with the development team of getting these things constantly rolled out and updated. We just have to finish that Android app, finish the testing for it. And then I'm, I'm excited about the future there. So make things better. We have a list of COVID like necessity needs with reopening um around the app and things that would be really great that we're we're start, starting to compile all together as well so that'd be a good thing um and then i guess um let me take a look I'm, i wrote a few notes down um one question is, it can be a quick question too but for you jen is you said you send a survey out for any gym owners that are looking to send a survey out what survey service did you use like survey monkey or no i just used google forms um, cause it's so quick. It's so easy. It sends it right back to a spreadsheet for me. Uh, we, we send out surveys all the time. So <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah. do you two guys, Jared or Justin, do you use surveys ever? Um, like a Google forms, yeah. Google forms, live and die by Google. Nice. Good deal. Um, and then let me just look at my, my list of questions real quick to make sure we touched on these points. And then if there's anything you guys want to bring up too, I know I'm, I'm, Pretty much can say majority of your members positive response coming back into the gym or ready to come back into the gym um i guess one more one more question and then we can wrap up if 
there's nothing else, but um, what do you feel maybe is, and again, this isn't competition, right? I don't look at the gym that's a mile from me as competition, they're friends, right? They push me to, and push me to be better, right? And that's what I love. Their social media is more active than mine. And until they were around, I could just kind of, because I didn't have the time to focus on it, I could just let it be what it was, right? Since they, they have um, started, it's pushed me to make mine better. So what do you guys feel you're doing well and or do you feel any advice that you can give to, to other owners that you feel has set you apart or given you kind of a leverage in, in all of this? Is it a breakup? A little bit, but we catch it. So I think, so I think for us, like the big thing, like if I, you know, anything at all, just show your members you care, right? Like double down on the people you got, show them you care. They're going to, and it's the same thing, pre COVID, post COVID, whatever, show your people you care. They're going to, they're going to take that and run with it, you know, and then from there you can build on your marketing, you can build on everything else after that. But, you know, it was a great time to kind of double down and really focus on who you got. Right. And these are, you know, these are the people we're going to battle with and let's, you know, let's do everything we can for them and we'll figure out the rest later. Right. So, Hey, we're taking care of you. We're making this safe. This is, this is where you want to be. This is where we want you to be. And how can we make this the best possible? And then we'll figure everything else out as we go. Awesome. I'll, I'll back that up and, and reiterate that we, right. As we were getting, it just kind of happened to be an idea and, and maybe it's cause we're in the deep South, but we sent out thank you notes um, to every single member. We, me and the coaches, divvied up based on our class who normally comes to our classes and wrote a handwritten thank you note. And we had contracted with one of our members to get vinyl stickers, hard decals, just our, had our simple CFC logo with our Hornet. And it just said stronger together around it. And there, and that sticker is on every car that pulls in the parking lot. So, and it's more social media traffic. Those few days as those were coming in, than we've probably seen in weeks. So just, and that was just us saying thanks. I would just reiterate doubling down on on your uh, your members. We've had several members that have been with us for years, and coming back, they're bringing their spouses this time, yeah. uh, just because they they saw the care and, and the attention that uh, their spouse were receiving during that time. They wanted to be a part of a community like that. Um, for anybody that does watch this later, I would also say that um, just really being upfront about policies and procedures up front um, before they come in um, and, and setting that expectation is huge. Mm -hmm. And lastly, something that helped us uh, receive more um, without having to hit too much on, on social media. And I'm going to pull up my phone and show you. Hang on, I can actually do probably a screen do share. this as a screen share. Um, we set up a community health Q&A um, with some of our members. Um, ER doctor, ICU uh, pharmacist, um, and a CEO of a, a hospital here in Austin that, you know, they're, they're people that they know and trust uh, just because there's a lot of discrepancy on uh, TV. So they're, they're wanting to know what's going on in our local area. Um, and these guys can vouch for what they actually are seeing um, day to day on the front lines here. So. Yeah. So we've done one already. Um, it was what, probably two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. We did one and Mandy, like you immediately, people were like, where's the recording? Where can I watch it? Who da, 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 da. And uh, we actually didn't share one. And uh, so now I'm, 
I'm expecting quite a few more people to jump on, but it's just the, you know, offering as many resources as you possibly can, even if it's as, something as small as, hey, hop on this Zoom call and talk to this person that's doing yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. We did that during one of our challenges and it was so positively like received and it was with one of our members who, psychology major, and she put together a PowerPoint just like coping with anxiety through um, COVID and through quarantine. And it's amazing what providing services outside of your actual services will do. And um, I love that. I just wrote it down because I'm right next to a medical hospital. I can't, a majority of my members are young nurses, doctors, like that's my community. And, and that's huge. Amazing. to be able for them to be able to talk to somebody that they know. Right. Right. So one thing that we did differently for the second one than we did the first one is I, again, made another Google form that, that they could submit questions ahead of time anonymously in case they were uncomfortable asking that question on a Zoom call. So, um, yeah, that's... I love that. I might tweak that idea and, and get it ramped up for a few yeah, it was, it was really, really good for us. So one thing we did along those lines, it wasn't medically related, but one of my coaches is like notorious for meal prep. And so I asked her to pick a meal and she did a zoom call and cooked the meal in front of us. And, and I mean, like, I like, I was like, pick an easy one that anybody can do. And so she did. And it was, so that was recorded and it's been probably been watching. We did some cooking videos also. <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool. It's been how to cook chicken and broccoli. Go do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's definitely interesting to see what so many gyms have when they have to think outside the box, literally, right? Pun intended for sure. Um, But when you have to, what you come up with, right? And um, it all depends on the, the personality. And I love how the members receive what the owner's putting off, they're at that gym for a reason. And it's the personality of the owner that has either kept them there or not. And that's kind of helped facilitate because there's gyms that have done a lot more than what other gyms have, have, have done and, and vice versa. Right. And so the big thing I think is to remember too, and, and this is what has resonated with me is I see all these amazing ideas and I am a think big person and I want okay. all of them, but my 60 hours a week with Tribe, plus owning a gym, plus having an eight-year-old homeschooling, like reality is I've got like 30 minutes, <laughs> you know? And so just recognizing what you want to do, but also what you can do and knowing that what you can do, the people who are supporting you, is that's enough in, in a lot of ways, right? And so, um, or it's not enough and people are going to tell you or you're going to learn that the hard way and then you can rebuild from there. Refocus, what's your focus on? So always kind of keep those things in mind. So I would say even if you do have a little bit limited amount of time, if you open it up, if you share those ideas with a couple of your members or coaches, the people who are willing to help you out has just been, for, for me, it's just been overwhelming. Like to de- like delegation, I'm a control guy. If no one steps up, if no one's going to control it, I'm going to step in and do it. And I have certain ideas, but if I've, what I've learned over this is like, if I have an idea and my coach, Jonna says, oh, that sounds great. I'll do it. Great. Here you go. Here's what I'm trying to accomplish. And she executes on it. She's like, oh, I'm not sure if you want. I'm like, you did it. I don't care. It's done. So I, 
one thing for us small business owners is to be able to say, this is what I'm looking for. Go do it and allowing them to go do it. And that, that gives them ownership in it too. Yeah. Well, it changes the, the view field. CrossFit back in the day was the owner did all. Well, CrossFit now is if you're going to survive, you have to become a business and a business owner, you can try and wear all the hats, but truthfully you can't successfully. Um, and so you have to be willing to delegate. And I am the first to say that I am not, you know, not always the best at delegating because trying to explain what I want is harder than just doing it. Right. But that's been our focus that you do. We're just type A people. Right. But that's been, that was our focus prior to COVID was we were starting to branch out. I was letting someone take over our social media because we needed to ramp it up and I couldn't do it. Right. So it's, it's definitely just recognizing what you want and finding the right team of people around you. I want to share one failure story, Jared, when you mentioned um, that you thank you cards. I had a really, really good intention behind it. And I went on Zazzle. A member drew, hand drew this awesome Shaco Bottom CrossFit logo for us. And I was like cursive, really pretty, really cool. Um, and she sent it to me in a digital file. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to handwrite. I'm going to order these cards and I'm going to handwrite thank you notes to every member of our community. Okay. So go on Zazzle, order these cards. And I get them in the mail like a week and a half later. You know those cards you get when they're the foldover cards? You know those cards you get when you get a bouquet of flowers? Right. They're like this big. That is the shit that came in the mail to me. And I'm like, Ryan, I can't mail these. So I had a cry moment, like, oh my gosh. But he's like, you know, it's the thought you wanted to do it. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I can find an envelope they'll fit in that's bigger. And I'm like, that looks crazy. So I just had to like accept it as a failure, return it, reorder bigger ones. And they'll get members, they'll get cards maybe after we open. Well, they will after we open. But here we are four weeks later and I still don't have. Well, I was, I was planning on doing the thank you notes because it looked like we weren't going to be able to open until late May. Right. And then Governor Ivy popped smoke on us and well, that we can open. And it's like, they're going in the mail the day we're getting ready to open. So I was like, I don't know. That's all right. I know I'm of them, so. It's the action. That's right. And I, I look at it as we order more, there's going to be reasons I need to think of it later, you know? So handwriting something. Um, that's the other part too, is like running reports and seeing, and still seeing, I changed our birthday report, our birthday email, our birthday email, to go out to people during COVID because they're not in the gym. They can't get a free fit aid when they're not there, right? So changing that and, um, and stuff. But any other words of, of wisdom, advice, people I know ask, appreciate this? Let me ask you guys this. I, I know we've had um, King Kong bags have reached out to us and a couple of other CrossFit vendors have reached out and donated or given um like we got two king kong bags like they sent us two bags like nice bags um has anybody else seen that because we were we had, we had a great response to that is when we opened we uh incentivized our members we basically did a raffle for one of the bags and said if you bring a guest to a class you get your name in the drawing and so we ended up i converted two drop-ins to members wow. just by that little process right there. Yeah. Um, so you guys might want to reach out or talk to some of the vendors you've had relationships in the past and see if they're willing to, to donate some of their product because it gets their name out of there, out there as well. Right. That's a good idea. Absolutely. 
not necessarily vendors, but um, Element, Rob Wolf's company, that's the, hang on, let me grab it. It is a hydration, like electrolyte mix. Oh, yeah. Yep. So they sent us a ton of this to give to our medical personnel. And so we, I mean, I'm sure if you guys reach out, you can probably get the same situation, but we drove around and delivered this stuff to all of our doctors and nurses and all of that throughout. So that was good. Good excuse to get out of the house, yeah. run around. Exactly. Way back from the street. I know, I know. I've seen like parades and, of you know, for coaches' birthdays and stuff like that. A gym near us did, they had cutouts made of all the coaches and they would have a member of the week and the, the member of the week that that got that they would go and drop this coach life-size coach person literally off at their house it was so awesome and like the snapchat or not snapchat the uh, instagram stories of people resharing that and talking about how creepy it is or like their husband putting it in the bathtub so when you go to like open the shower this coach is right there i can't imagine but yeah it's been i mean it's definitely there's it has sucked. Let's, let's be real. COVID has sucked. It's changed our business, but it's having the opportunity to refocus, look at what's important. I spent more time with my family than ever. I have more time with my son right now than ever before. I'm ready for school to reopen, but I am enjoying the time. And so we all, I think, have silver linings in all of this. And my silver lining is having the chance to chat with you guys about it. And that's, that's a cool part too. So good deal. Well, I appreciate it. What'd you say? Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think once this is posted, there's probably going to be some questions that follow up. So if you guys um, don't mind um, giving your, if you want to share your gym Instagram handle or your gym Facebook page so people can see your page, right? Like people like to look and see other ideas. Um, feel free to do that before we hop off as well as um, if there are a lot of questions, it may be something that I follow up with you guys on and want to do a Q&A afterwards. So, yeah. You want to give their Instagram handle or no? You're good. Mine's real tough. It's at CrossFit Chelsea. Yeah. Ours is at CrossFit Austin. We are at CF Jacksonville Beach. Yeah. We also have Austin weightlifting, so. Good deal. Well, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. I know times are busy. Jared and I said we've been herding cats. It's been crazy just trying to keep everything, you know, within an arm's grip. But it's that sandbag that's busting out as you're walking across the line, busting out your arms. So um, we appreciate it. And um, thanks for being Tribe customers as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Have a great day. Thanks for having me. Good to meet you. Thanks. Bye. So we hope you found this episode valuable, guys. If you did, we would love it if you could review us wherever you're listening to it. Give us five stars. Let us know what you liked. Of course, subscribe and share it with your friends. And don't forget to reach out to us if you'd like to be featured yourself or if you want to nominate a guest to be on the show next. You can do this by emailing us over at community at tribe.com. And that's tribe, T-R-I-I-B.com. Thanks, and we'll see you later.